Welcome back to Word Books with Friends. This episode, we'll be discussing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Chapter 3, The Letters from No One. Uh, again, we're just kind of waiting for all the magic to really start happening. We got a taste last chapter. A little taste with the exploits at the zoo, and Harry's suffering for it. He's basically been locked in his cupboard underneath the stairs. Uh, right now, up until uh, the start, almost start of term. Uh, summer break is going to be over soon. And uh, Harry and his cousin are, you know, just bickering again, as always. As uh, they're getting ready for the new school year. Harry Potter is going to go to uh, Stonewall, with a public school. And Dursley's running around all uh, with his new stick to hit people with, going to smeltings. Yeah. Uh, and again, just to keep with the theme, uh, Petunia is dyeing some of Dudley's old clothes uh, dark so Harry can actually have a uniform. The dark gray. So, uh, oh, I, I love, I love what um, in the very beginning here we get to see Harry actually be a character. You know, we get a little glimpse of who he is as a kind of a person, and he's very quick witted. You know. Um, Dudley is, you know, kind of harassing Harry, saying, oh, you're going to the Stonewall Academy. Uh, you know, they, they do awful things. They, they put kids' heads down their down toilets there. You want to go upstairs and practice? And Harry's quick-witted, said, no, I don't think uh, we should do that because the toilet's never had anything as horrible as your head in it before. You might get sick. What a great retort. Uh, also, as she's... Dying the clothes, he has another nice little one-liner where he's like, "Oh, I didn't realize it had to be so wet." Perfect. Right? He's he's an observational humor kind of guy. I enjoy it, and a good turn of you know turnaround on Dudley there. Uh, yeah, the wet was is great, and because in the first two chapters, like everything's kind of happening around Harry. I mean, it's, you could argue that's the next six books as well because everything's kind of happening around Harry and then someone else is like okay I can fix this suddenly Harry gets mail this is the first of two controversies in this chapter that I'm going to bring up I did some more exploratory research here you know because this is why they're coming to work books with friends and uh, it's listed to four private drive little winning Surrey and Surrey, as we all know, is a suburb of a, or a neighborhood or suburb of London. Uh, but there is no Four Privet Drive in Surrey. There's one up in uh, Bristol, but uh, not there in Surrey. And if you Google Maps Four Privet Drive uh, in London, it brings you actually to a uh, Warner Brothers like lot tourist trap tourist destination. Where they have a mock-up or a st- of the outdoor, like visual, all set up before Privet Drive, and on that same road you can visit uh, the Potter's home that's all destroyed that you see that we all see in uh, the last film, and uh, I think one or two other uh, items that uh, were, you know, kind of set outdoor set locations, and that's in Watford, which is a northern suburb of London. It's a good 35-40 minute drive from Surrey. So, if you're in Surrey, go north. 45 minutes. Eventually you'll find the actual, what you're actually looking for when you're searching for uh, 
or Privet Drive. Which, again, won't be the actual house that they show in the movies because that's not real. Um, the house that you see in the movies is actually located at 12 Picket Post Close in Bracknell, Belkshire, which is 40 miles west of London. Uh, which went up for sale a couple years ago for $620,000. Wow. But yeah. Because, oh, yeah. again, I mean, it's a made-up address, so. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I thought that was interesting. I am kind of I kind of like and don't like. Like, I didn't actually do much more research in the tourist trap because right now it's closed. So I'm wondering if it's actually affiliated with uh, Warner Brothers or not. These houses that are kind of that are made up to look like them. Um, I believe that one actually is like us. Maybe. Sorry, I'm just. Yeah. I was clicking through some stuff. But yeah, that house actually is Harry Potter's ancestral home. Like that's the house that belonged to his parents. Looks like it's a, a real house. You know, do some Google, you know, I'm just here to start off the conversation here, you know, everybody else, you can go to Google Maps, just go to Watford, and uh, type in uh, for Privet Drive, and you can look up the uh, more information about uh, whether or not you want to take a tour, and how much it costs. Yeah, and then... It might be a fun afternoon. Let us know. Send us a letter. But not by owl. I never get any owls here. Well, they're probably not being addressed to you directly, in your uh, cabinet up under the stairs. But that's kind of like the main hinge of this chapter is Harry starts receiving the letters and Harry can't be getting mail. And then once Uncle Vernon actually sees where the letter's from, he takes it, doesn't give it to Harry, and then continuously, every time they try moving Harry to another bedroom, be like, okay, no, look, you can have Dudley's second room. Well, now the letters start coming to Mr. H. Potter in this, like the smallest bedroom. Like they're still reaching out to him from Hogwarts. And that's really a lot of what this whole chapter is until the very end when Hagrid finally shows up. But yeah, there's, there's not a lot to it. I just think it's fun um, that while they're on the run and they actually wind up finding a place to stay for the night and Uncle Vernon brought rations for everybody. The rations are a bag of chips and a banana. So here's your dinner, everybody. Um, but also fun to kind of note, they do call them in here like a bag of chips, which in Britain it would be a bag of crisps because chips are French fries. And that's I'm wondering here because, again, we're reading The Sorcerer's Stone, which, you know, over in England... So I'm wondering if it's just our publisher, if it's a different publisher here in the States versus, because it's Scholastic here in the States, if maybe there's a different publisher there and they made those localization edits. That's that's possible, but then there's some other stuff that kind of snuck through because at one point he's talking about his, uh, Vern is talking about his sister, Harry's Aunt Marge, and says, oh, she's She's ill. She ate, ate a funny whelk. I actually had to look that up because I don't know what a whelk was. And it's like a, a sea urchin. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. But that seems like a very, very British thing. When They could have just said, like, uh, she has some bad fish or something. So I'm wondering what was okay to leave as is. And what were like, oh, no. 
the kid's not going to know that because even later on down that page, you know, they've got them uh, Harry eating some. Oh no, they like they start talking about porridge. Like, kid, I don't think a kid's really going to be aware of what porridge is. I didn't even know what Welk was. I'm 37. I didn't know what Welk was either. I had to look that up and because I'm like, oh, what is that? Who? And it's like a bad clam. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right. Uh, you know what though? Like I remember in elementary school, uh, like we would have the library day where we would go to the library, and they always had the library and always had the tip. Okay, open up a book to you know if you, you can choose any book you want in the library. You know, there's no restrictions. We don't care how old you are. But if you go to if you pick out a book that's interesting to you, open it up to a random page and just start scanning the page. If you find more than five words that you don't understand that aren't capitalized, because, you know, proper nouns, uh, maybe that book is a little too advanced for you and put it back. So maybe there's that, maybe there was that rule of thumb where they're like, if you find five too, just way too British things on a page, we gotta, we gotta turn those crisp into chips. We can't send this across the pond. <laughs> exactly. We gotta, we gotta Americanize just a bit. You gotta dumb, dumb it down for the colonies. But you want to keep it feeling like that it's from another country. You know, I think that's some of the charm uh, for for Harry Potter is is to do that. You know, it, it feels not American, and I like that. And if it, they overly desensitized or de or localized it, then I think I would have a bigger issue. No, I, I agree. That's part of the flavor from it. I mean, yeah, I'm enjoying the Knickerbocker lorries and, you know, some of the other weird things that uh, we've talked about already. Uh, but I promise two controversies. Time for that second one? It's time for that second one. Because right before, he, as Vernon's buying those rations and everything, uh, to go in the small boat to the, to the uh, little hobble on this, on this small island, Dudley is complaining that it's Monday night. And the great Humberto is going to be on. I mean, he wants to stay someplace that has a television so he can watch it. And that reminds Harry that tomorrow is Tuesday, his birthday. Now, doing some super sleuthing. Uh, there's, it's never mentioned in the books, but uh, was it J.K. Rowling, Chris? Who, who, who came out and figured this out? So his, his birthday. So in the actual books itself, like it's never mentioned when Harry's birthday is. But then outside of the books, in real life, J.K. Rowling has said that she shares a birthday with Harry, which is July 31st. But in the actual books themselves, it just says his birthday is in late July. And if you do a quick Google search, it says Harry Potter's birthday. And that's how I figured out when his birthday was. July 31st, 1980. All right, cool. So it's going to be his, he's turning 11. So July 31st, 1991. That's a Wednesday, folks. Boom. Not a Tuesday. They're lying about Harry Potter's age. He's, he was actually born 1979. I'm thinking that's why he's so good at magic. He's got a year, year on everybody. It's like the, uh, Southern, here in the States. Uh, Southern football uh, high schools like to hold back kids, you know, in middle school, so they get one more year to beef up before they can play for four years in uh in high school. Just saying, 
it seems like that's what's happening. Or it could just be revisionist history where she didn't have an actual birth date for him. And then like someone just like asked, well, like, oh, well, I always thought he had the same birthday as me. So July 31st. And she said this without looking at a calendar because she could have easily had just said, oh, you know, it's July 30th. And then crisis over. No problems. Also, well, don't they mention like uh, in the prophet? Isn't the prophecy a boy that was born at the end of the summer? Yeah. When's the end of the summer? Are we talking the summer solstice? Are we talking? See, for for me, I think summer ends in July because then August I consider it to be autumn or fall. Like that's right when it starts to turn because then you got you know August, September, October, and then November are your fall months, and then December is like right when you get into like winter there. I'm a Labor Day calendar guy. Uh, Labor Day is the last day of the summer. And I include Labor Day as being a summer holiday. The last summer holiday. Because that's, you know, the last big grill-out day. So I'm going all the way through September 1st. Or the first. Okay. I mean, that, that still makes sense. Cause, I mean, because, you know, if you're at school, summer vacation lasts through, like, lasts through uh, beginning of September because you go back, you know, usually like the first Monday after Labor Day, is it? So, yeah, I mean, so that all makes sense, but... I'm not waiting for a letter from a school to accept me, so I don't know. For me, July is like... June and July are like peak summer. Like, those are your summer months. And, you know, even for Bag and Board, like, we do our summer movie bracket buster every year. We'll see what happens this year. It's going to be a weird bracket where there's going to just be, like, some weird crummy movies coming out, probably, because everything else is getting pushed back. Uh, but, you know, we usually... Like, Usually, like, the bulk of the movies that we pick, you know, they come out, like, May through July. Maybe there's a couple in August, but usually that's, like, the tail end of it there. Yeah, there's, there's no more movies, Chris. There's movies are canceled. So, that's so why I have to read books? Read books and talk about them with friends, uh, our friends on the internet. Maybe we'll rent a, you know, social distance by getting a small cabin out in the middle of an island. And just listen to that rainfall. You know what? That's probably the only safe place that you'll be able to find. Except if someone's a half-giant that comes to find you. Because this is where we are reintroduced to Rubius Hagrid, uh, Keeper of Grounds and Keys at Hogwarts, who literally bursts in to hand-deliver his well, Harry's acceptance letter into Hogwarts. Yeah, and that'll happen in the next episode. And also the next chapter.